being a very advanced practice that allows us to put together all the various insights of uh, sutra. Tantra requires a very firm foundation or basis in sutra. It's important to understand why this is so. First, we need a very stable refuge or safe direction based on a clear understanding of the Four Noble Truths. So, when we talk about Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha, as what's indicating the direction that we want to go in, main thing is the Dharma Jewel. So, what is the Dharma Jewel? It's referring to the Third and Fourth Noble Truths. True stopping and the true pathway minds or understandings of voidness, basically, that will bring about these true stoppings. And these uh, occur in full on the mental continuum of a Buddha. That's the Buddha jewel. And they occur in part on the mental continuum of Aryas. So that's the Sangha jewel. So this is the direction that we want to go in. We want to attain that. Right? We want to attain the uh, true stoppings and the, through the true understandings of voidness, the true pathway minds, so that in stages, Sangha, and then, if, you know, liberation, Arhat, and Buddha. So, now let's think of the Four Noble Truths. And uh, we uh, meditate on them. Mahayana style, in terms of the four placements of close mindfulness. So, we focus on the body in terms of true suffering. So, our samsaric bodies, birth, sickness, old age, and death, all the limitations that we have, and so on, this is true suffering. They, we get this type of body over and over again, uncontrollably recurring. So, you focus on your body as being, this is really true suffering. And all the bodies that I attain, you know, throughout samsara, this is true suffering. You know, I mean, there's the three types of suffering. of Suffering of change, which is our ordinary happiness, and then uncontrollably recurring rebirth, which is the basis for the first two types of suffering. Experiencing unhappiness and our ordinary happiness. So, what we want with Tantra is, you know, to have a more pure body, not one which is true suffering. So, that's why we focus on, you know, the form of a Buddha figure, of a Yidam, which will eventually become a body of a Buddha. Okay, so this is the Mahayana placement of close mindfulness on the body, which then Tantra will help us to transform. So, placement of close mindfulness on the feelings. This is happy and unhappy. This we understand in terms of the second noble truth, true cause of suffering. So, that we have to understand in terms of the 12 links of dependent arising as a result of our unawareness, our ignorance. And, you know, we build up various karmic potentials. And then the karmic potentials ripen into the link of happiness or unhappiness, feeling, 
link of feeling. Then we have the link of, it's usually translated as clinging, which actually is the word for thirst in Sanskrit. So this is thirsting for that unhappiness to end and thirsting for the happiness not to end. See, what we're talking about here with these uh, thirst, I mean, the, the three links that follow is what activates further karmic potentials for further rebirth for another body. Okay? So, we have the seventh link, which is feeling, and now the eighth, ninth, and tenth are the links that activate further karmic potential. So, we thirst, you know, in terms of uh, the feelings. And then, the next link, the ninth link, is um, it's usually translated as grasping, but that, that really isn't the word. It's an obtainer. What will obtain the next rebirth? So, what will obtain? I mean, there's a whole list of them, but the main one is then this... Uh, Grasping in terms of me, you know, so it's, it's, I don't want this happiness to go away. I want this unhappiness to go away. So we're focusing on the feeling, and now we're focusing on me with this link of the obtainer. You know, I don't want it. I'm the one that doesn't want this uh, unhappiness. So the focus is different. And then, the next link, the tenth link, is further existence. And so, what is this referring to is that now, the karmic tendency or seed that will give rise to the next body, the next rebirth, is activated. So, this is the activated karmic potential. So, the thirsting and the obtainer attitude activate the karmic potential for the next body, for the next rebirth. So, when we focus on our ordinary feelings as a true cause of suffering, we are understanding that because they're mixed with confusion, you know, with unawareness, then we have these three links of dependent arising, which will bring about suffering of another rebirth. So, having these ordinary feelings, that's the cause. Mixed with confusion is the true cause. We focus on that as with the understanding that this is the true cause of suffering, because all my unawareness, you know, follows in terms of this grasping, in terms of the feeling, and in terms of me having that feeling. You follow that? It's a little bit indirect. What we want to do with Tantra is not have these ordinary feelings. Because with these ordinary feelings, because we still have confusion, it's going to bring about more suffering. Yeah, more bodies, more rebirth. Ordinary bodies, which will be the basis for having ordinary feelings. Which are true suffering. So, we imagine that we... I mean, this is why you have all the offerings, and you imagine that you're enjoying them with pure bliss. Not mixed with confusion. So we want to have pure feelings. Blissful, which of course will come from positive potential. Just as the ordinary happiness will come from 
karmic type of positive potential. Then the placement of close mindfulness on the mind is understanding that in terms of the third noble truth, the true stopping, that the, the nature of the mind is pure. It's not contaminated with the two obscurations, you know, unawareness or ignorance and its habits, its constant habits. So, fourth placement of close mindfulness <clears throat> is on the mental factors, so specifically discriminating awareness as the fourth noble truth. You understand that in terms of the fourth noble truth. But this is the true pathway mind or understanding that will bring about the true stoppings. Third noble truth. So, Tantra, then we imagine already that we're on this level of the true stoppings. We have a mind of a Buddha, and we have the understanding of voidness, the third and fourth noble truths. So, our refuge, our our safe direction, is to the third and fourth noble truths that we can attain. Not yet happening, but we can attain them on the basis of purity of the mind, and these networks, the two networks. So you see, the true stopping and the true path, we can understand that in terms of true stopping, so nature bodies, Vabhavakaya, voidness of mind of a Buddha, and True path, we can understand in terms of the omniscient mind of a Buddha. So, this is coming, the omniscient mind of a Buddha, from the network of deep awareness. And the Svabhavakaya, that's the void nature of the mind. And, instead of these first two noble truths, we want to have a pure body and pure Bliss. Blissful mind. So these are coming from you know, the transformation of the network of positive force. So that's the method side. So this puts everything together <laughs> very nicely. It's a little bit complex. But it puts together things very nicely. Right? We always hear in Tantra, it's the highest class of Tantra that Method side is either, you know, the illusory body, you know, the body these body of a Buddha that you either imagine or get out of the subtle energy system, and the blissful mind. And the wisdom side is the mind that understands voidness. So we can understand that now in terms of the Four Noble Truths. That's the direction we want to go in. Four Noble Truths and the Four Placements of Close Mindfulness. Okay? So, ordinary level, we get limited, tainted body. First Noble Truth, we get our ordinary feelings mixed with confusion. And we get a mind obscured by, you know, the obscurations, emotional and cognitive, and a 
we have uh, confusion rather than understanding, ignorance. Right? So that's basis level of what's going on in that structure of the Four Noble Truths. So on pathway level, so we imagine ourselves as a Buddha figure, so body side, rather than true suffering. And we imagine that we have a, some sort of blissful understanding, voidness. We imagine the mind is pure. It's not completely pure, but we imagine that. We imagine that we have at least a conceptual understanding of voidness, a pathway level. And then, resultant level, we would have the actual body of a Buddha, we'd have the blissful mind of a Buddha, we'd have the full true stoppings of uh, both obscurations, and we would have the omniscient mind of, of the two truths. So, this is another way of analyzing what we discussed before in terms of Buddha nature. So, when we spoke about body and feelings, that's in terms of the network of positive force. Positive force, negative force. It's method side. And mind of a Buddha. From a, the network of deep awareness, so like the fourth noble truth. And then the, the voidness of the mind is like the third noble truth. True stoppings. Basis level. You have the first two noble truths, but resultant level, you have rupakaya, form body. Basis level, we have uh, third and fourth noble truths, and resultant level, dharmakaya. And we need the safe direction of aiming for that. Dharma jewel. Buddha jewel. Sangha jewel. It all fits together very nicely. Bit complex, but very nicely. You know, our ordinary level, Sangha Jewel is the pathway level, Buddha Jewel is the resultant level. So, this obviously takes quite a while to digest, but uh, it puts everything together. So, it's very important that we have this safe direction, you know, as the basis for Tantra, because then we'll be able to understand what's going on with Tantra. And then you have to have renunciation, determination to be free of the first and second noble truths, ordinary body and ordinary feelings. Right? Without that, you can't possibly practice tantra. You need to be determined to be free of that. That's what renunciation means. And you have to have bodhicitta. Impossible without bodhicitta to practice tantra. Because we're focusing on our not-yet-happening enlightenment. Third and fourth noble truths and pure aspect of the, of the first two. You know, a pure body and a pure feelings. Pure enjoyment, it's called. I mean, we need to understand that what we're focusing on in Tantra represents our not-yet-happening enlightenment. Otherwise, we might as well just be imagining that we're Mickey Mouse. And it's moved by compassion, love and compassion. We want to benefit everybody. We're not just doing this, you know, for our own liberation. And we have to have the understanding of voidness, that the mind is not self-established as tainted, mixed with confusion. 
dependently arising on the basis of dependent arising cause and effect and all these things, the mind can be purified. Purified of these obscurations. So, very firm refuge, renunciation, bodhicitta, understanding of voidness, absolutely essential. This is the foundation for tantra practice. And then, of course, concentration and the six paramitas and all the other things, understanding of impermanence, etc. Then with Tantra, we can put it all together. So let's catch our breath for (laughs) a short while and try to, in a sense, let that uh, sink in. I mean, we covered an awful lot of information. I'm, I'm sorry. But if you think in terms of four noble truths, to represent it by body, feelings, mind, and mental factors, which is how we practice in Mahayana, the placements of the four close mindfulnesses. Mm-hmm. And then you can think in terms of, well, basis level, we have, you know, all the junk of samsara, but we can do a pathway level of it with a tantra practice and a resultant level with a very, you know, rubakaya dharmakaya. And refuge is that safe direction that we want to go toward that resultant level. So if you make in your mind some sort of pictograph of it, it helps to be able to focus on this, on understanding this. First general idea of it, and then you can, you know, with more and more contemplation, you can fill in the detail. Okay. You know, we have the two types of meditation discerning, is usually called analytical, and stabilizing. So, discern. So, we have to go over in our minds what we've been discussing. 
to try to generate it. And then stabilizing, you stay focused on it. And when that focus becomes spaced out and there's no meaning, you go back to trying to discern it again, to see it, to bring it fresh in your mind. And we can do this process with the discerning and stabilizing meditation, shamatha style, to just try to get the general understanding and stabilize it. So the emphasis is on the stabilizing part. And then on the basis of that, the Pashana style is putting the more emphasis on discerning all the details with the stability. We need to know how to meditate. I mean, what, you know, you don't just sort of sit there. Okay. So maybe time for one short question. But uh, after lunch, we'll have you know, a lot of time for questions. Anybody have a short question? Question isn't the one that's short. It's the answer that needs to be short. <laughs> if not, then let us end with a dedication. I think whatever understanding, whatever positive forces come from this, may it go deeper and deeper. Act as a cause for everyone to attain the enlightenment of a Buddha. Benefit of soul. You see, this helps the network of positive force and the network of deep awareness of the positive force and the understanding to contribute toward making a body of a Buddha, the bodies and mind of a Buddha. Dedication, very important. Otherwise, it just improves samsara. Okay, thank you.